launch into it. A big hello to those who are watching us online or listening to us via podcast. We just want to say a big welcome to the Connect Church family. So I've been talking about the fact that every nation, every family, every organization has a culture. Every church has a culture. Culture is what we value. Connect Church has a culture. And we saw the dictionary definition as the way of life, especially the general customs and beliefs of a particular group of people at a particular time. And we we saw last week that culture is something that can usually go unnoticed or, or, or people don't see it. They don't evaluate it. And, uh, and it's kind of like air. We don't think about it. Yet air is essential to life. Culture is essential to life. The culture of the church will affect who we are, how people respond to us, how people uh, view us. So it's an important uh, things. And sometimes in church life, we know what we do, but not always why we do it. And so I want to spend a few weeks just talking about Connect Church's culture, helping us understand it. I, I want us to look at not just what we do, but why we do it and why we do it here at Connect. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why is that a part of uh, our ministry and the things that we do? And so obviously we've been, if you haven't figured it out yet with Helen Zeller's start at the beginning, come on, let's praise him. And, uh, let, come on, somebody praise him in this place. Come on. Yeah, no, we've got to practice. We've got to practice our praise because here's the thing. We don't, well, I, I've said it so many, so many times. We, we don't go to church. We are the church. And so if we say, well, we want to have a culture of praise in the church, that's what we're talking about, the, the praise culture. If we want to have a culture of praise, that, then that means we're going to be a praising people. It's not just like Adam's got to get his shoes on or Neil's taking his medication and he's, he's up there or whatever. It's got to be all of us. It's part of us because you are the, uh, are the church. Tap your neighbor and say, I think the preacher's talking to you. I think he is. He, I think he's talking to you. doesn't matter where you're sitting. We're going to be people who bring uh, praise into our situation. And so that's what we're looking at. Why praise? Why do we sing? Why do, do they jump around and why do, they, why do we sort of get excited uh, uh, as a church? We're looking at why praise. We're talking this. So this is praise culture number two. You can catch number one uh, on the internet if you missed it last week. But I've said as, as Connect Church, as the lead pastor uh, here, I want this to be a place of passionate, vibrant praise. Microphone, sorry, it's not working. As lead pastor, I want this church to be a place of passionate, vibrant praise. Thank you, thank you. I think we're, we're, we're getting it. Everybody's had their cornflakes this morning. Come on. So, so we, we don't go to, like I said, we don't go to church. We are the church. We need to have that culture. And like I said, some churches aren't like that. My wife growing up, when she went to church, if you smiled or laughed or giggled in a church or said something or, or got a little bit excited, somebody would pinch you sitting next to you saying, stop it. Somebody, or your mother would look across the congregation at you and stare at you. And you knew it was like the stare of death. You knew you were in trouble when you, you got home. But we're not that kind of church. No, no, we're not that. No, if someone's pinching you, come and tell me there's something wrong going, going on down there. That's not even right. They shouldn't even be doing that. So, so we've got to under, understand that. So I believe that when we're together, there should be a real outpouring of authentic praise. 
That should be a part of us because I think when people see that too, they go, okay, these people actually believe what they are talking uh, about. But that in and of itself is not the reason to praise. That in and of itself is not the, we don't praise because we want people to see it and think, oh, this is true what we're uh, doing here. No, the, the reason we praise is because the Bible tells us to do it. It's, it's a part, come on, say somebody, say amen. The Bible tells us to do it. And if you're here today and maybe you're not a Christian, maybe you've never come to church before and you want to go, why do they do all this crazy stuff? It's because the Bible uh, uh, talks about being a people uh, of praise. And we, we want to respond. God's changed our life. Is anybody's life he's changed? Come on, he's changed. About four of you, I said, is anybody's life he's changed? And, and so because of that, we respond uh, to that because the Bible tells us that is an appropriate uh, response. We saw Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, not sometimes, not just when you feel like it, always. And if you, if you didn't get it, I will say it again, Paul said, rejoice always. When No, no matter what you're going through, we're to be ones who rejoice. Paul understood that praise isn't about what's happening to you, but it's about what's going on in you. Come on, somebody. It's about what's going on inside in our hearts. And of course, we saw last week the book of Acts. They were beaten. They were uh, beaten with rods. They were stripped. They were flogged. They were thrown into prison. Yet in the midst of that, they praised them. Friend, I don't know what prison you're in. I don't know what, well, who's beating you down, but I understand this as they praised them. Because uh, friend, uh, like, like I said, we've we got to praise them in our problems. Yeah. Some of you just praise them when, when, when things are going well. Some of you just praise them when it's all working. I'm sorry, maybe not you, maybe in the next service. But, they, they, well, but we're going to be a people who praise them in our problems. Praise them in our... A lot of us pout in our problems. Can I hear an amen? Come on, somebody. If we're just, we, 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 we pout, but there's something powerful in the Bible when we, we praise them in the midst of our prison, held in stocks, no matter how deep or dark it is. And we know as they praise them, what happened? The prison doors opened and the chains uh, fell off. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much very much. So it says to celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in Him. So praise is a powerful tool. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper. And again, when I say praise is a powerful tool, not just for the services. This is not, we've got 30 minutes a week that we get in. Uh, it's not like that, okay? Praise is to be something that's a part of our normal uh, Christian Life. So, um, uh, are you ready? Are you ready? So, we're, we're going to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to dig a little bit deeper today. And I'm going to read an, uh, a number of scriptures because I want you, the Word of God, to speak for itself. So, praise about number one, recognizing who God is. Praise about recognizing who God is. First Chronicles 29, verse 11 says, To you, O God, belong the greatness, not, not Muhammad Ali. But to you, O God, belong the greatness and the might and the glory and the victory, the majesty and the splendor. Yes, everything in heaven, everything on earth, the kingdom, all yours. You've raised yourself high overall. He is, come on, somebody, he is overall. You've got to understand that he is the, he's not just the king, he's the king of kings. Come on, somebody. That's who God is. Well, by praising him, we recognize who God is. When we, and when we do that, we are declaring who he is. We are declaring who God's word declares him to be. To be. All belongs to him. He's over all, he's over every situation. He's greater than, he's bigger than, he's wiser than, he's more powerful than whatever situation we find ourselves in. 
from time to time I'll say uh, things. No matter what that, how big that situation is that you're going through, He's bigger. No matter how great that problem is you're facing, He's greater. That's not just an, a fancy little statement. That's the truth. If you had apply, come on, somebody. And that's the truth. God, you, you're, you're sitting there going, man, I don't know how I'm going to overcome this situation. Well, He is an overcomer. Come on, somebody. Well, You've you got to understand He is over and greater. That's what praise does when we recognize God in the midst of it. Praise is about number two, acknowledging God for all He has done and is doing. Isaiah 25 verse 1 says, Lord, You are my God. I will honor and praise Your name. You have done amazing things. God has done amazing things. I sometimes sit in my life and I look back to what God, uh, God has done. I mean, I think Ben and Linda, as you, you can hear the emotion as they've gone, uh, gone through it. But, but that's going to be a testimony for the rest of their lives. They, they're going to be able to say back, it's been a year, if you like, from hell. But he has done amazing things. Look at, look at Archie. Take a look at him now. And I mean, he's amaz- amazing. God has done that. Friends, I don't know what you're struggling with right now. Maybe you're battling with things. For me, I've been a Christian now some 30 years. I mean, I just I don't know exact number, but the reality is if I look across my life and I can see that God has done incredible things from a drug addict who was messed up on the dole, just a loser. And I was just like, people like, you're a loser. They tell me I'm a loser. And, and, and again, they're, they're, I, I got a founder, founder Christ who changed my name. I found a Christ who turned my life around. I found a Jesus who, as I started to follow him, come on somebody, who, who, who changed uh, everything. I didn't deserve it. But, but, but I, can, I can say when I praise Him, I'm saying, Lord, You have done amazing uh, things. You are, you are an, incredible. It's an acknowledging God for what He's done. Don't just look at the problem you're going through now. Don't just look at the situation. Look at His faithfulness over the course of His life. Praise break. Come on now. Just give Him some glory. Give Him some glory. I want you to definitely end up with sore hands at the end of, uh, uh, end of this one because we're, we're talking about a praise culture. This church should be, and, and maybe I over, I'm swinging the pendulum way uh, over here because I know the tendency of human nature is to bring it back, uh, back to here. But I want this church to understand why we should be or have a culture of praise. Praise is about number three, exalting God. Psalm 34 verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us, listen, exalt His name together. Everybody say together. Together. The Hebrew word that's actually used there when it's talking about exalt is, is spelt like rum. Rum says that is not the answer to your problems, people. Uh, but, but it actually is pronounced like room. And of course, we've got to make room for God in our situation. And uh, to exalt Him means, l- listen, it means to rise up, to raise up, to go up. Some people are too busy being down. Pause for effect. Uh, I mean, it's just, some people are too busy being down with the frown, getting sad and mad about their situation. Can I just say, like I said before, why don't you praise God and your problem? Oh, no, but I want to pout. I just, I just want to be, you know, it's just like, like I said, sometimes we're happy being grumpy. We're happy to be that dwarf, you know. Instead of being happy, we're going to be grumpy. We're going to, no, I want to be grumpy. Why don't you praise him? Why don't you take for a moment in your situation and just try to praise him in your problem? 
Oh, good preaching, Adam. Thank you. Why don't you just try to praise him in your problem rather than pout? Oh, I know life can be difficult. I, I, things don't always uh, go your way. But why don't you praise him in your pout? When something goes wrong, let your first response be, thank you, God. I don't understand all of this. I don't understand just like Joseph didn't, why I'm in the pit. I don't understand why I'm in the prison. But yet I will praise you. Yet I will worship you. Yet I will give you glo- glory and honor in the midst of that uh, situation. Why? Because you, you understand that God is at work in your life. And here, here's one thing I love about the scripture is, is it talks about lifting him up and, and, and rather than just being down with a frown, it says, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Exalt his, again, I'll say it, your life is not meant to be lived alone. You're not, I mean, it's hard when you're out there and you're going through tough times. I mean, let's face it, let's be honest, it's hard to do it alone. It's hard to, you don't feel like it sometimes, but sometimes we need somebody who's with us, somebody when we do it together, when you come and maybe you're, you, you, you arrived here today you're, and you're in bad mood and you, maybe something didn't happen, maybe your, your wife said something and you ain't talking to her and she's sitting over there and you're sitting over here and then there's some problem and you, you want to be mad. But, but something when it comes in the thing and the, and the crazy preacher gets up and tells you, come on, praise him in your prayer. He says, I'm going to do that. I'm going I'm to do that. How many know we, when we do things together? The Bible says, don't forsake. That's why it says, don't forsake the meeting of ourselves together as some are in the habit of doing. Don't do it. Why? Because we're not meant. That's why you should be in a connect group. Come on, that's why you should be in a connect group. Sometimes I've heard, I've heard people say, well, there's no connect groups I like. Well, what do you like and run a connect group that you like and then somebody can come and join it and be, because maybe there's some other people who like what you like. And again, like-minded people, you can be that place and build one another up in your, in your walk. And so I want to encourage you, we're, we're called to do, to exalt his name together. Number four, praise is about honoring God. It says, Daniel 4, verse 37. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, he was a pagan king, praise and exalt and honor the king of heaven. He thought he was the greatest. God, he had a revelation of God. God turned his heart around and he honored God. What does honor mean? Honor means in the Hebrew just to give proper weight. Just to, I mean, before his revelation, he thought he was the king of kings. He thought he was the greatest. He thought, but when he had a revelation of God, he gave proper weight to God. When you come in here and we say, let's honor God in this place, that means what? Give a proper weight to what we're doing. We've got to understand that he's the God who gave us life. He's the God who gave us breath. Come on, somebody. Good praise break. Why don't we honor God in this place? Come on. If we're going to clap, let's clap. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We make, uh, uh, we glorify you in all that you have done. Number five, praise is about magnifying God. Magnifying God, it says in Acts 10, verse 46, it says, For they heard, everybody say heard. You've got to hear something. A friend, I want to tell you, our praise is not to be done in silence. I mean, I, I know we can talk about this, something about when we hear, when we hear it, when we're in a place like this, when we that's why I get you to make a noise. That's why we do it, that you would hear it. It says, for, we're, for they heard them speak in with tongues and magnify God. The word magnify there in the Greek just means to declare, to show great, to declare. What does de- declare mean? Declare means to make something known. Friend, if we do not declare it, if we do not uh, uh, magnify or make it known what God has done, how will people know? 
So that's why for us in church, we're, we're, we, we would move towards make some noise, make some shout. Why not say thank you when we're worship, uh, worshiping him? He's turned my life around. That's why I'll take moments and say, why don't we honor God? Why don't we, uh, we thank him? Because we're saying, man, he has shifted things. I'm declaring, I'm magnifying. I, I, I can't declare in silence. To declare something is to make something known. And so I want, you, I want everybody to know that God has done amazing things. Just as he has in my life, he's done it in your life also. That is why we should magnify God. Is this all right? And number six, praise is about glorifying God. It says in Psalm 29, verse 1, a lot of scripture uh, uh, today. How many know scripture is a good thing? Come on. <laughs> about four of you. I said, how many know scripture is a good thing? So it says, glorifying God, Psalm 29, verse 1. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. In other words, don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back. Give him the glory he deserves. I love the quotes that we gave last week. They're worth a repeat. It says, be not afraid, Matthew Henry, the great commenter of the Bible. He said, be not afraid of saying too much in the praises of God. All the danger is of saying too little. William Shecker said this, a drop of praise is an unsuitable acknowledgement for an ocean of mercy. We should be ones who do not hold anything back in our praise. Can I hear an amen? Good place to say it right there. That's a little, I guess, of what praise is about. Now I want to talk about for a few moments just why we do it. Why do we, why do we praise? Number one, because God is enthroned on the praises of his people. God is enthroned. I'll get up here sometimes and I'll say, come on, let's praise it. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. This is the, this is the verse in Psalm 22, verse 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. What does that mean? Simply this, that as we step out and praise, God presents himself among us. He imbibes that praise. He comes down and inhabits that. In fact, one of the, the meanings that you... Uh, um, get when you think about this is to dwell. It's a dwelling. He makes praise his dwelling place. Another word is he occupies it. He occupies it. He, he occupies our praise. We've got to understand as we, as we do that, he occupies uh, uh, God, what, uh, uh, he occupies our, our praise, our singing as we, uh, as we do that. Again, if we're sitting there and we're just mad and we're, we're, we're uh, this is the thing. You can have one person in this seat going, oh my God, I just sensed the, oh, the presence of, presence of God. You can have somebody over here, I'm just, I'm just like, check, 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 just check this out. And, 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 and again, one will get, he will occupy your praise. I want to tell you, if you're waiting for God, come on, I better see if this is real. I, I, I got to see if this is real and I don't know why I'm doing someone from Alabama, but it works. But I'm just going to see if you're from Alabama, I'm very sorry. But, but the, the thing is, again, as we open up, we've got to understand as we praise Him, as we let, uh, let loose, we've got to understand He will inhabit the praises by, by stubborning up and that type of thing and hardening our heart. You can't expect to experience that. He will inhabit by holding back. Uh, we can't expect to experience that. It's about abandoning our, ourselves and say, God, I worship you, my King and my God. And the Bible says he will inhabit the praises of his people. Why should we praise? Number two, praise releases God's blessing. Right. How many li li would like more blessing? 
about four of you. I said, how many would like, come on, give me a show of hands now, come on. No, no, don't be shy, don't be shy. Uh, we we want, want the blessing of God. Praise releases God's blessing. Psalm 67, verse 5. God, let people thank you and enjoy you. Do you know we, we should enjoy God? Sometimes you go to churches, I was like, are you sure you guys enjoy God? Uh, I mean, it's like we should enjoy, I mean, we should have a, a place that, that uh, again, like I say, you go to some place that's also serious, and, I, and, I, and there's a time to be, be serious, but I, I, I tell you what, I want to follow a God. He rescued me. He turned my life around. I want to enjoy, uh, enjoy this God. Like, he, he's the lover of my soul. I, I want to enjoy this God. And so I think it's so important to be ones who um, enjoy God. He, he marks us with his blessing. He says, God, let the people thank and enjoy you. Let, the earth, let earth display your exuberance. You mark us with blessing. You mark us with blessing, O oh God, our God. You mark us with blessing. I like that it repeats itself over and again, just in case we don't get it, because some of us would like, I don't know, I don't know. No, I mark you with blessing. Oh, I don't know. No, I'll say it again. I mark you with blessing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Oh, let me know. You're, you're, you're marked. Ouch. With blessing. Come on, somebody. You, you've got to understand, but as we praise him, he marks us with blessings. Why should we praise number three? Praise releases God's power. Praise releases God's power. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22, the Israelite army were facing surmountable odds. Things were coming against them. Maybe that's how you're feeling right now. Maybe that's how your situation is right now. And it says in 2 Chronicles 22, uh, 20, verse 22, as they're facing all these, these battles, all these fights, as soon as they started shouting and praising... As soon as, see, some of us will come into situations and uh, to church or, or wherever, and, and we, sh- we know we should praise, but we'll hold back. We should be shouting. We should be uh, doing it. It's like, no, that's just Adam's thing, or that's just, you know, the pastor's thing, or that. We, we, we know we should be doing it. It's not just, it's a God thing. Can I just, it's a Bible. We've got to understand it's a Bible thing. It's a Bible thing. It says, as they started shouting and praising, listen, God set ambushes against the men who were coming against them of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir as they were attacking Judah, and Judah means praise, and they all ended up dead. Not a good way. I want our enemies. That which is, let that which is coming against you end up dead. Come on. It's just that situation. Let it be gone. Let it be buried. Let it be over so that you can move on. Praise releases the power of God. If there's any story in the Bible where you'd want to see that, uh, that happen, obviously the city of Jericho. You know the, the, the story. I don't have time to get into it uh, today, but you know the wall was there, giant, enormous walls. Maybe you're facing massive walls in your life right now. Maybe you're facing things that are so high and, 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 and fortified that you're just like, I can't break through. How did those Jericho walls come down? Well, they came down with praise. They walked around. They walked around those walls seven times. They were silent when they were doing it. Why were they silent? Because they had, I think God kept them silent because if they, if they had a talk, they would have been going, why are we doing this? This is so dumb. Why are we walking around? The, and this doesn't make any sense. We're just walking around the walls. Ooh, whoop-de-doo. I mean, well, what's going to happen? He says, so like, keep quiet. And then on that day, he's like, let out a, that seventh day, let out a shout 
of praise and the worship things, they blew their trumpets and they made, uh, uh, made some noise. And as they do that, it tells us the Jericho walls fell down. Uh, some of you are not able to press into that next level that you want to get to because you're not ready to praise them in your Jericho moment. You're not ready to step out and, and shout at that thing. And come on, you're not ready to shout at that thing. You're not ready to pr- praise them in the midst of it. And so it can't, uh, can't come down. You're walking around the wall going, no, oh, no, I can't do it. This is never going to happen. God's never going to do anything. Nothing's going to happen. Instead of just saying, I'm going to shout right now in the midst of it, I'm going to declare who my God is. I'm going to take, come on, I'm preaching good today. You, you, you've got to understand that in your situation and your problem, that your Jericho was praise releases God's power. Why should we praise? Number four, God created man to praise him. You are created to praise him. Isaiah 43, verse 21, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. You are created to praise. I, I saw another version. I couldn't remember which one it was, but uh, 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 it says this, and I had the same, same passage. It says, the people I made, especially for myself, are people custom made to praise me. Do you know you've been custom made to praise him? It's a part of who you are, so don't hold it back. Don't hold on, no, it's not my thing. No, no, you've got to understand you are designed. God has purpose that you're designed. The way you're designed is, is to be a vehicle of praise. You've got to understand it's how you're wired. Number five, why should we praise Him? Because we've been instructed to praise God. The Word of God tells us to do it. In Ephesians 5 verse 18, it says, And do not be drunk with wine. That's a whole other subject right there. Wherein is excess? But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves. What do you speak to yourself? What do you speak to yourself? How, how do you talk to yourself? Out of the heart, the, ma- uh, the mouth speaks. Out of, the, uh, out of what, what's inside of us is what we'll speak. How do you speak to yourself? The Bible says, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. 520, giving thanks always for all things. Do you give thanks always in all things or only when things that you like happen? It says, give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you speak to yourself? What do you speak to yourself when you get mad, when things don't work out? Oh, I can't do it. I'm just so useless. I'm this. I'm not. The Bible says don't speak to yourself like that. Speak in Psalms, hymns, spiritual. So that's why you've got to know the Word of God. That's why you've got to actually eventually at some time and some stage open the Bible and go, let's see if this really does what it says. Can, can I just be honest? You cannot survive on my 30-minute Word. Well, it's probably about 40 at the moment. But you, you, you can't survive on that in a week. I can't be the one who, you've got to fuel yourself. You know, the disciples in the book of Acts, they devoted themselves. It wasn't like, well, we're just going to get everybody riled up. They, you've got to be able to take the word of God. You'll say, come on, come on, come on, tap your neighbor and say, I think he might be talking to you. I mean, it's like, we've got to take it for ourselves. You can't just be reliant on me. You need to be ones who devote yourself to understanding and learning and growing in the word of God. That's why many people fall away. Many people don't know just walk away from Christ. Why? Because they've never taken that time to actually understand. Well, I don't feel it anymore. We're not meant to be walking by feelings. We're meant to be walking by faith. Come on. In the Word of God, we've got to allow. Come on. I, I, I get concerned about us as a generation because, uh, again, I, I, I love modern media. I love the technology that's got nothing to do, do with, you know, 
phones and whatever. But the reality is there's nothing like flicking a page or turning and actually writing and underlining and feeling that paper uh, in your hands. We've got to understand the Word of God is powerful and it can change our lives, but only when applied. Only when applied. We have to take that, that time. You can't expect this week or some podcast to be the thing that keeps you going. You yourself have to get the, your own revelation. Now, I'm giving you that for free. Thank you, everybody. That's, a, that's just yours for free uh, today. But we've been instructed to praise God. Enter, Helen said at the beginning, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, Psalm 100 says. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why should we praise? Number six, praise is a sacrifice that pleases God. Hebrews 13, verse 15, it says, Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. What does that mean? Simply, it's not always easy to praise Him. It's not always easy. I I, I get it. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but it's saying, do it anyway. Sometimes you're going through, but do it anyway. Oh, man, man, my week. Do it anyway. Let there be a sacrifice of praise. You know, and, and, and the, the offerings in the Old Testament when stuff had to die. Sometimes our own stuff has to die so we can praise it. We need to, we used to sing this song, forget about, you know, concentrate. Well, I can't even remember it. Like, this is not in my notes. I'm, made, I'm just remembering. We said, what is that? What is that? You know, forget about yourself and concentrate on Him. The thing is, we live in a world that's so worried about ourselves, so concentrated on ourselves. Forget about yourself, concentrate on Him and worship Him. Worship Him. Let it be a sacrifice of praise, no matter what it is that we're going, going through. Why should we praise finally? Number seven, because God is worthy to receive our praise. I'll say it one more time and somebody get excited in here. God is worthy to receive. Oh, I might just say it one more time. God is worthy to receive our praise. Revelation 5 verse 12 says, Worthy is the Lamb that hath been slain. Worthy. Worthy. Is the Lamb that has been slain to receive the power, and the riches, and the wisdom, and the honor, and the glory, and blessing. He is worthy over everything else to receive praise, to receive honor, to receive glory. Worthy is the Lamb. We sang, we, we, we never, we don't know how much it costs to see yourself on the cross. Well, in a sense, we do know Christ died. How much does He love you? This much. He died so you could know freedom. The Bible says, He who the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the cost. He died so you didn't have to. He paid the penalty so you didn't have to. 
the penalty of our sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. It's the gift of God. He did it for you. My friend, I don't know where you're at in your life today. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know how you ended up here today. But I want to tell you there's a God in heaven who loves you. And as I've been speaking, maybe you've realized, man, I don't know this God. I, I can sense it. I can, I, 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 I can know that something is happening. I can feel it in this room. I, I believe that even as we speak, the Holy Spirit moves across us as a people and works in and out. I don't think anybody's here by accident. And so it's so important before we close off the service that I give you an opportunity, if you're here today, to get right with God. If you're here in this place today and you're saying, man, that's me, Pastor. I need to get right with God. In a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And that prayer just says, the Bible says, He knocks on the door of our heart. And if we would open our door, the door of our heart, He will come in. He won't force His way in. He will come in. And if we would allow Him to be the Lord of our life, the King of the throne of our heart, He will lead and guide us in our life. Friend, do you need to get right with God here today? Has sin trapped you? Has, has, has life got you? Why not in these moments? You can feel Him right now knocking on the door of your heart, just as I did as a drug addict some 30 years ago. came into a service like this and felt, God, I knew I had to stay. I knew I had to, 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 to give my life to God. Maybe that's you. I don't want to miss an opportunity for you to get right with God. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today, no one moving around, no one looking around, it's a holy moment. If you're here today and you say, that, that's me, Pastor. I know I need to get right with God. But Pastor, I'm, I'm a bad man or I'm a bad girl. I'm, a, I, I'm this, I, I'm that. Understand this. No matter how bad you are, the, the gospel message is not about that. The gospel is about how good God is. So if you're here today, you can't make yourself righteous. You you can't, well, just let me sort myself out and become a better person. Now, that's that's the thing. All of our righteousness is as filthy rags before a holy God. No matter what we do, we can never reach God. God, God, this is the beauty of the gospel. It's not us trying to reach up to God. God reached down to man and, and saved us. Oh, my friend, do you need to give your life to Jesus today? If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to be included in that prayer, I'm going to count to three. And on three, I want you to put your hand up and say, that's me. Pastor, please include me in that prayer. One, God loves you. Two, He's got a plan for your life. Would you give it to Him today? Three, put your hand up if you're anyone here. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? You know you thank you. Sweetheart, nice and high. Nice and high so I can see it. Anyone else? You know you need to get right. Thank you. Anyone, anyone else? You know you need to get right with God here today. Thank you down the back there. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, slip those hands down. Let's pray this prayer all together. We're going to all pray it together. For those who put their hand up, let God speak. All together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. I have sinned, cleanse me of my sin. I repent and turn from them. Help me from this day forth to follow you all the days of my life. This I ask 
Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.